play the first Coast to Coast Pick 5, featuring a sequence from Gulfstream Park in Florida and Santa Anita Park in California every Saturday and Sunday. Both the $1 minimum and 15% takeout are very player-friendly. Players can bet on track or online, usually listed as a separate track in your ADW. Just look for Coast to Coast Pick 5 in the drop-down. If you play on First Bet or Express Bet, you can get a free $10 bet on the Coast to Coast Pick 5 on select days to participate. Do not forget to register for the promotion. Get the Pick 5 sequence, expert analysis, free past performances, and more at InTheMoneyPodcast.com slash coast. And be sure to check the podcast we'll be doing every Saturday and Sunday for this new special bet. That URL once again, InTheMoneyPodcast.com slash coast. Welcome to the latest installment of our first Coast to Coast Pick 5 show. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital. We're here to talk about the Coast to Coast bet on Saturday, February 18th. It's another rush hour edition with all the races lined up, which is a concept I like. Sunday's bet, they're doing something a little different and interesting, which I think people will appreciate. There's an all-turf version. But Saturday, we're going coast to coast. We're doing it in just over an hour. And to talk about the races here with me, a man who didn't quite go coast to coast, but he did something um, equally interesting from a traveling point of view. We'll get him to tell us about that. He is now back in uh, upstate New York, no longer on the planet Texas. He's Jonathan Kinchin. What's up, JK? BTF, it was, man, it was pretty close. Pretty, pretty close to coast to coast. <laughs> um, Austin is about to start playing uh, Papa Shot, I, I think, in the basement. He's going to have to realize that's not going to happen. But anyways, yeah, so uh, I brought Austin to Saratoga for the weekend. Uh, he had a, he had Friday off of school and Monday off of school. So I left here at 4.30. Hey, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> we love the child and pet interruptions here on the show, but that might get that might get to be a bit I thought. I thought he, I thought he outgrew it. So, um, anyways, so yeah, so I, I left, I woke up at Sarah in Saratoga at four 30 in the morning, uh, caught a 6am flight to Charlotte, then to Austin. I landed at Austin at one o'clock. I drove 45 minutes to pick Austin up from school <laughs> and we were back in time to the airport, 45 minutes back for a three fifty flight. And then we landed in Albany last night at 11 19 i was i was in bed watching youtube at uh about 11 50 so long day coast to coast maybe the coast to coast indeed i don't know that's pretty quick getting from the the the, the plane in albany to the house you you want to get pulled over there that would make a long day even longer you know normally well the, the good part is is I, I i i it's hard this is very hard to do i'm very proud of myself too from the 4 30 to 11 30 journey I didn't, uh, in a lot of airporting, I didn't partake in any adult beverages. So that's key. You know, when, you know, usually you have one at dinner, you have one at, you know, driving, you drive a little slower, right? But yeah, I was was ripping it. (laughs) Good to go. Good to get back on the good foot with these races this weekend. What you're going to be, uh, what is your plan? Are you, are you, are you working? Are you going to be on TV? Are you more focused on family time and playing the coast to coast? No, no, I'm I'm on air on uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, I think the show was on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. But Monday is a travel day back 
back to uh to, to texas so um i will i will be i will be plugged in are you doing it all in one day again on monday no are you that crazy <laughs> no i'm gonna go down monday night take him to school tuesday stay in austin on tuesday and then i'm back to the city on wednesday phantom of the opera for the first time on wednesday. oh wow that's cool yeah. Well, let's see. The last few times you you come to the city, you seem to have lost my number. Maybe we'll actually get a chance to get well, together this well, one. Look, I'm a New York man. You're a Brooklyn fellow. I, I stay in Manhattan, so it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> the difference between you and I. Oh, my God. You sound like my wife uh, 20 years ago. She used to be snobby about Brooklyn. Now she doesn't want to leave. It's hilarious. You'll, you'll, be, you'll be the same once we indoctrinate you fully. All right. Let's move on to these races, my friend. We start off out in California. 4:29 is the scheduled post time for this one. We are going, uh, we're we're going six and a half, but we're on the main oval, not the downhill. Which always, you know, you always have to look twice when they card these. We've got a field of seven to start this thing. Three-year-old Calbred Maiden Special Weights. How do you want to light this candle? You want to light this candle by getting stuck on mute. I love it. Yes, that's how I'm going to light it. I'm going to light it like that. <laughs> um, you know. This is a situation where, you know, I know I do this often, but it, it's, it's, I'm giving you the, the, the truth. I, I don't want to lie to you. I'm going to single moon ice unless the workout report gives me something on the two finally in Eddie or um, the six, the OG or the seven. My dad is thirsty. You know, morning line, trainers, connections, situations like that. I don't necessarily, um, I don't necessarily think that, uh, uh, that, that those are some that you have to necessarily worry about. Um, sorry, I got sidetracked by thinking of a funny joke. I'm going to go ahead and do it. So let me just act like I didn't set up that I'm going to do a joke. Okay. The one thing I do need to find out about my dad is thirsty is it's owned by Lawrence Calden. Obviously can't win if his wife's not there. So let me see. (laughs) Let's see what happens there in that situation. Um, I didn't, I can make those jokes now. Um, I, I, no, I just, I think the, 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 the five moon ice, it feels like a single, uh, has early speed, has nice speed figures, from fight from a final standpoint, doesn't appear to have a style that's going to have a problem with that extra half furlong. So we'll just have to see. Um, but but the, the only one that I think I was a little bit interested in is the two finally and Eddie uh, for Simon Callahan. I don't know exactly how uh, Mister Redham splits splits up the horses between Simon, uh, you know Freeman, Ben Cecil, and, and Doug. But I, I do think there's like something of a draft kind of, so they kind of get to pick some, pick and choose. So maybe Simon picked a good one with this uh, finally in Eddie. It's an interesting pedigree for for turf sprinting. But speaking of interesting pedigrees for turf sprinting, I feel like you may have left out the winner. I like Catalina Eddie in this spot, JK. You know, we talked about the the square Eddie blood, you know, very good turf numbers, as you'd expect from a son of smart strike. But then you got to look at the female family here. Two turf sprint winners among the siblings and a third who didn't win on turf but ran its top figure turf sprinting. Um, the, the figures on dirt, if this one improves, um, I think this horse makes a lot of sense, you know, eight clear on debut, chasing a wire winner in a race that looked fast and, and lots of green blood. So I was actually going to, I was going to try to get cute and beat moon ice with the theory that he's had his chances. And maybe this Catalina Eddie is progressive. You're making me want to at least include, but, uh, yeah, I, I would give this one a longer, a longer look if I were you. Yeah, you had mentioned maybe I, I left out. It, it was intentional, and, and the reason being is it, 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 this might have been a situation where I wouldn't have noticed this if there wasn't so many other square eddies and there wasn't so many other Redham racing situations in here. It, 
Mr. Redham likes to keep the good square eddies. Uh, you'd imagine he's got a pretty big interest in square eddies. So I think he likes to control the careers of the good ones. So if you look at this one, he bred this horse and then bought the horse back at OBS March for $385,000. So what I feel like happened in this situation is he sold the horse as a yearling. And then the horse showed up at the two-year-old sale, ran fast. He bought the horse back for $385,000. So he has this one. You know, the other one, uh, transitory, is is a homebred. He kept that one. The one you're talking about, the one Catalina Eddie, he let that one go for $30,000. He bred that one, let it go for $30,000. To me, it just feels like probably not great. Um, ran okay first time out, was beaten eight in that race, but uh, I'm going to try to beat that one from the rail. All right, well, we'll go head-to-head there at Santa Anita in their third race to kick things off, and then we'll move back to Gulfstream Park for a race that I thought was a little bit tricky here. We've got Florida-bred allowance types going five furlongs on the turf. I was going to – this is the kind of race where I'll probably press three, but I could almost get involved in a weighted all because it was just very hard for me to – piece out the form with so many horses switching services with similar figures. But the three that I'll use on the top line, the four Brits Candyman, who I thought could be the possible best speed, third time off the layoff and does have some actual turf sprint form. The three exchange day, old turf numbers that are good, proven sprinting on the synth. And then the five, feel the beat, looks good off that woodbine form turf sprinting. But honestly, I have no idea what's going to happen in this race, so I'm not, not not a strong opinion, not a race I would probably be getting involved in if it wasn't for the coast-to-coast, but I'll press up the 4-3-5 and look to include at all of them probably on a C line at least, so if I'm perfectly right everywhere else, I can uh, finally hit one of these things after coming close so many times. What do you think, JK? Yeah, one four eight for me. Uh, the one love, uh, love and makes sense has some speed. And these five furlong turf sprints, that's the thing I look at first. It's the first thing I look at. I look at the pace figures. I don't even look at the final number. I don't look what they ran. I don't look who they were running against. I look at the pace figures to find out who's going to be forward. And then I kind of re-look through it to see uh, exactly how it could all break down. The four, Brits Candyman, another one that I wanted. And then the eight, Nick's Bro. Um, I like Nick's Bro a lot, actually. Drawn towards the outside. Uh, this horse broke a little slow last time, but still earned a fast early pace figure. So if breaking slow and then still, you know, they obviously had to rush up. So if you look at, you know, some energy was probably lost in that rush up part of it. So if they can break a little bit cleaner, drawn towards the outside, they were inside last time. They're not going to get the pressure they got last time after breaking slow. There's a lot to like about the eight Knicks bro. Um, and then the other one that, that I'll probably use as a B horse, just because I don't want to get really beat in the sequence. Cause I feel like I have a couple of other opinions is the five feel the beat. And this is strictly just an IRAD respect play. I, 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 the horse didn't run well last time for IRAD. IRAD sticks around. Uh, it's one thing about Jose and IRAD that can throw you off. They're not really divas. They'll, they'll ride anything. Uh, they just want to be out there with a chance to win and a chance to compete. Um, and it's why they've had the success that they've had. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's not like that. Oh, Javier stuck around for the last, the hall of famer sticks around to ride a 30 claimer at the end. Like I, I don't think you can j- jump to those conclusions. I just think that wherever IRAD shows up, any guy who can win seven races in a row at one racetrack, uh, especially <laughs> a racetrack that, uh, that, that, that is a, a premier racetrack is got my attention. So I'll use him defensively. 
I think that makes sense. Let's talk about uh, the next at Santa Anita as we head back out west. We've got uh, Phillies and Mares, allowance types, four and up, a mile and a 16th on the dirt. JK, we'll keep it with you. Yeah, another spot where when I didn't have a strong opinion, I got a single in the next leg. So uh, right here, I'm going to go one, four, six, seven. Um, the one kind of has a running style that I feel could is one of those could get loose at Santa Anita types. Um, has some early pace figures did kind of slow down a little bit last time. Um, but sometimes when they can go a little bit slower on the stretch out, it can kind of help with some of that tiring, those tiring situations. Uh, the four micro share, um, has some back numbers. You look at that race three back, the maiden special weight win. Uh, that was very impressive. That race absolutely wins this one. Uh, maybe they needed, uh, the last one hadn't run since April. Obviously there was an issue. Uh, in April of 2022, they didn't come back till January of 23. Maybe there was just a race that was needed uh, by MicroShare. I would have been very disappointed if my racehorse didn't own that horse. Um, <laughs> the six big switch, the most likely winner, but it's not like one I can single. Um, yeah. This is, you know, we've had a couple of situations, Pete, where you've asked me, and if I'm using four, am I using them equally? This is not a situation where I would use the the six big switch equally. I think that he is a more likely winner. She, excuse me, and I would press her up a little bit. And there's a couple ways to do that. If you're using the AB method, you could do a whole nother, a whole nother run singling her as an A horse. And that's the way you can kind of press that up a little bit. Um, there, there's a lots of different ways to do it, but I, I would make sure to press her up. And then I'll use the seven smooth like butter as well. Smooth like butter is my top pick. I'm hoping there's enough speed to set it up there. I think the six should lay pretty close up there with the one and the two. Huge run from uh, Smooth Like Butter last time, running faster earlier and still finishing well. Back on Lasix doesn't hurt the cause at all. And then obviously a big switch, as you point out, the clear best of speed and looks like one who needs to be used as well. I was going to try to go 7-6, for JK. Let's head back to Gulfstream Park for a race that I spoke about in our little Thorapace special that we're doing. That's a fun new product if folks want to check it out. We have that. I'd recommend, I'm going to pop it up as a pod, but I'd recommend going on YouTube so you can see the visuals and have Tyler Wisman walk you through that. But this was a race we talked about there where I thought an old favorite number two, Kathleen O, might be vulnerable in this spot. And I thought maybe this was a cheeky place to uh, to single classy edition. You've already tipped your hand though, JK, that you've got a single in this spot. Is it one of those two runners or is it somebody else? No, it is. I'm going to single classy edition. Um, you know, anytime a horse runs in the Derby or the Oaks, they always continue to be over bet throughout the rest of their career. People remember their names. They, they got really excited about them at one point of their careers. And Kathleen O was, 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 was bet uh, Kentucky Oaks day. So uh, I, She's going to be over bet here again, in my opinion, um, off of a off of a little bit of a break. I, I'm going to go with the, the five classy edition. You know, she just showed a ton of talent. She won her first three starts. She was beaten in the Devona Dale by Kathleen O, and Kathleen O was kind of had already kind of you know kind of made a name for herself, and, and she ran extremely well in that race. But classy edition, you know, ran well enough, and then in her next start in the Gazelle, didn't run well, and then got a break. So you, you got to think that there was some sort of issue there. We've talked about that. You know, if you, if you run in April as a three-year-old and you don't run again until January, you were injured. There's no, there's no way around that. There was an injury that required that time off. She came back. She ran extremely well. She made a big jump forward, as you would expect, from a three-year-old to a four-year-old. 
And she's trained by a guy in which we don't worry about him keeping a horse good or making a horse better. And for me, it just, it's, I I think she's a very likely winner. And and I love singling horses like this when a lot of the world uses two. a lot of people are going to look at this race and say, I can get, I can get by in this race with classy edition and Kathleen. O. I think there is an unbelievable amount of value. If you get away from that and you double your wager on the horse that you like the most and let the other one beat you. Um, This is also an important time seeing the owners, uh, Robert and Luana Lowe, uh, to plug uh, the JK plus one with Jacob West, one That's of the, right. uh, one of their their you know his biggest clients, um, and the clients that kind of put him on the map. He talks about Magna Moon and 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 how hard they worked uh, to try to save Magna Moon and and uh, the support they've given him. So I, I I saw that and I thought I should uh, plug that real quick. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Jacob's always great to hear from. And the numbers, early returns, extremely strong on JK Plus One, both in positive uh, reviews and uh, and downloads. Maybe on the Sunday, Coast to Coast, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the, the, the somewhat of a departure episode you did this week. I'm just too much of a wimp to do what you said, JK. I, I you know, I, I'm going to have it almost all go through Classy Edition, who I think is might just be the fastest horse with a good recent form, who's going to get a better trip than Kathleen O. But Kathleen O is just such an old fave for me. I mean, I talked about her for the Kentucky Oaks after after the maiden win. She's going to be paced disadvantaged. The five is probably faster at this point, but I, I do have to run one backup line through her just if I get everything else exactly right. I don't want to get, I'm going to be a whip. I don't want to get beat by my, uh, by my old favorite there. Let's go back to California to wrap up this power hour, rush hour, whatever you want to call it. Santanita's fifth race, the starter allowance for Phillies and mares, four and up, going a mile and an eighth on the turf. JK, how are we going to get paid? Well, I mean, I think this is probably going to be a huge win bet opportunity for a lot of people out there. And uh, if if you, you know, you got some bills, you, you, you've you got a mortgage, you've got a kid who needs to go to college, and you, and you want to get that taken care of, then you bet on the three to win. Tis knows dilemma. And the reason why you would do that is because I'm going to go ahead and do the famous all but one. <laughs> And, uh, uh, it, it just, they're all the same horse to me, um, in here outside of the three and uh, with the single of classy edition where the equity, I think I pick up there. Um, you know, I, I think, and, and also the, the equity, I think I pick up from the first leg of not using the rail horse Pete that you were interested to, yep. that's eight to five in the morning line. I don't want to try to get cute in this leg. I, I just want to survive this leg. I don't have an, now look, if I had an opinion, I'd single a damn horse in here. I just don't. They all feel the same. They all feel like 70 buyer types. Who's going to work out the trip. Um, the only one that I guess I would also toss would be the two Aloha, Aloha kitten. But if I'm going to use the other ones, I felt like I needed to use this one who I thought could potentially have a pace edge. I don't think Aloha kitten is good enough but I do think that she might have a pace edge. So I wanted to go ahead and throw her in there as well. So I'm going to go with the trusty all but one, not going to use the three. Uh, so feel free to, to jump on that horse as a win. Strategy has cost you one coast to coast pick five already. We'll see if we can make it uh, two on, on Saturday. So no top pick for you. And I'm just going to list it. One, two, four, five, six. If I don't, when you ask a question like that and I don't respond, Pete, let's just do a new rule. 
that that's yeah. a yes for me. Okay, I like it. Because I, like I just it. got stuck on mute and I... That's okay. <laughs> okay. I thought that the four Harper's Gallop stood out a little bit against these others. While I take your point about the competitive competitiveness of the field, this horse was against the flow and had trouble last time. And I like the fact that the career top came going a mile and a 16th, so I'm not too worried about the nine furlongs. This horse has positional speed and the ability to finish. I like the fact that protected once again after being dangled for the tag and has the recent stakes form against kind of a suspect looking group. I was going to back up with the one and the five. I take your point about the potential pace advantage for the two, but I think I'm just going to risk it and go uh, four with one five to close things out. JK, any final thoughts on this Saturday show? Um, no, there's, there's no, there's no football to distract you this weekend. So you don't have any excuses not to, uh, <laughs> not to, uh, hit the, uh, the cross country. So coast to coast, coast to coast. It's, it, it, yeah. it's so hard for me. Yeah. A lot of C's, a lot of C's. Yeah. <laughs> it is hard. It is hard for all the people that, uh, all the dancing we have to do. It makes sense to mix it up once in a while, but just, you know, remember C to C, C to shining C. Hopefully it will be just that as we uh, take this thing down on Saturday. And yes, football's over, but pitchers and catchers have reported, and we're going to have actual baseball games sooner than later. I'm so excited, JK, because the you know the 20 season for me was just a bust, and then the, uh, the, 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 the work stoppage threat last year, I didn't get into baseball until way too late. This year, I'm like properly getting stuck in, so people are going to have to endure some baseball opinions from me before too long. Hopefully, we'll come back with a with an opening day show once again. All right, join us back here for tomorrow. Check out Nick Tamaro on the Late Week Show with uh, Dean Kepler looking at the big one at Fairgrounds and also the Santa Anita late pick five. And then also don't miss on the plus side, me and Frank McGoey going over the Fairgrounds card in the moneypodcast.com slash plus to check that out. We'll thank our founding partners, the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation and 10 Strike Racing. Most of all, though, I want to thank all of you for listening and making these shows so much fun to do. Come check us out tomorrow. May you win all your photos. <laughs>